Oh man, that was fantastic! Isn't that good? Uh, I heard it. I had to listen to it after uh, we talked about it. Hey, man, that's a good tune. Alan Toussaint, that's a good one, man. Oh yeah. Who? Oh, where was that? Uh, who who was playing that one? Lee Dorsey. Lee Dorsey, the original. Lee Dorsey. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's uh, there's been many renditions of it. I think even Doctor John does a version, which is uh pretty exciting. You gotta look at the uh, the the like picture that they have with the song. It is, it is a black version of Derek Zoolander, like pretending <laughs> to be the coal miner. And he's wearing this like blue suit, like just like a regular like three piece suit with a white tie. And he's got the ring on the hair, and everything, and then he's just holding a pick. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Working in the coal mine. Yeah, man, that is uh, what a classic, and I love the old tunes, like the topics they were talking about back in those days. You know, yeah. I I caught some oldies on the ride through the mountains, so we were flipping stations, and uh, you know, like the I fought the law and the law one. Yeah, you know, like too. all these old songs, they had like these mini little stories that they crammed into two and a half minutes. You know. They had like a beginning, a middle, an ending, and uh, like they were chorus in between. Little gems though, like but actual like stories, like you, <laughs> you were following like a timeline of events for uh, characters and these things, man. <laughs> it was incredible, and they were the upbeat music, and, uh, and I don't know, I I really um kind of miss that uh, element to songwriting now. With I have been going down this road quite a bit. I believe totally the new age music uh, that you hear on the pop stations, you know, the uh, Ariana Grande and uh, who's that new one? The uh, Olivia Rodrigo stuff. That's a lot of AI synth based technology. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I heard a, yeah. Em and I, we had their, uh, her favorite is the Taylor Swift radio uh, on Spotify and we were jamming out to it. And there was this song by the Jonas Brothers that came on. And the title of the song was Waffle House. And this is a <laughs> this is a new Jonas Brothers song called Waffle House. And I, I'm assuming, you know, and I don't know what it's about. I, I could gather vaguely that they were just, you know, talking about going to the Waffle House. And uh it was really ultra upbeat and very super synthesized. Like the vocals even were just so hyper perfect. It, it just didn't even sound like people playing music or singing or anything. It just sounded so synthetic and computerized. And we're listening to it, and it's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it hits all the marks that you would want for a pop right. song. But I'm listening to it. I'm, I turn to Emma, and I'm like, uh, you think the Jonas Brothers have ever actually been to a Waffle House? <laughs> I mean, I would have believed it at the beginning of your career. Not now. Right, maybe the right. song is, maybe in the song, maybe I should read the lyrics. It could be actual lyrics in the song. They could be telling a story like they did back in the day with the old uh, working in the coal mine. Uh, maybe mm. it's about back in the early days being the Jonas Brothers, hitting the road with their guitars. And, right, How playing. hard it was having to eat at a, uh, eating at a Waffle House yeah. all day long. <laughs> yeah, man. This, it's right, it writes itself, folks. It writes itself. <laughs> They got the three Jonas Brothers. I swear they were a Disney creation, though. I don't think they were. Oh, yeah. I don't think they were hitting the road like the uh, Hanson Brothers did. 
No, even South Park makes fun of them. That episode with the purity ring. Wow, how far we have fallen from the days of the purity ring, man. <laughs> I remember that. Wow, dude. I totally forgot about the purity rings. <laughs> that was a huge thing. You know, oh, yeah. we were kind of almost close to uh, like a decent culture on some level there. <laughs> almost. Right? I mean, yeah, it's kind of Disney, probably satanic on some level, uh, purity ring. I am not too sure. I can only assume it's Luciferian in some context. But, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't the purity ring thing about like uh, abstaining from the sex and, you know, staying yeah. off the drugs and the alcohol and being a good person and maybe... Uh, Doing the God stuff? Yeah, that was, I don't think they talked about God, but it was supposed to be like, yeah, pure. No sex, no drugs. Oh, well, that's kind of kind of a good thing, right? That, that Probably, um, we were... Yeah, they, D- Disney had to get rid of it, man. You're right. You but teach these kids no sex, then you can't fuck them. <laughs> but South Park was right on the money when you... They, uh, there was the actual like gimmick in their show, their like, live act, where... They had these like tubes that sprayed white foam all over the young girls, <laughs> and they held them in like very phallic-like positions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're talking about like a yeah. sea, an army of just like underage, teeny bopping children. Yeah. And you got these three Jonas brothers just spraying their white junk all over them from these giant tubes. That's all a good fun, Frank. <laughs> well, it's pure. It's very <laughs> it's pure. pure. It's pure. <laughs> <laughs> but it is crazy that our culture was dealing with the purity ring situation with the Jonas Brothers, and now here we are, and you know we got the Lizzo with the big girls, and uh, we got the drag story queen hour, and um, you know entertainment has gone further down Very south, far. man. <laughs> yeah. Very far. I kind of long for the days of the purity rings and the, the brothers out there spraying their white jism all over the young girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if that's all we had to worry about, it was tolerable. At least yeah. it was heterosexual, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, those <laughs> girls knew they were girls. <laughs> that's right, dude. Yeah, but no purity rings anymore. No one's abstaining. In fact, everyone now, they're just... They don't even know what sex they are or who they're having sex with or what sex that person is, right? We're just, <laughs> it's all over the place, man. <laughs> Except it really yeah. isn't. Um, you know, I uh, was thinking about the other know. day with the uh, Matt Walsh stuff and how like only a thousand people have gone through that stuff. You know? A thousand uh, minors. Minors, yeah. So it kind of blows my mind. And not coal miners, Lee Dorsey. <laughs> That's right, man. Oh, oh yeah. No, gone are the days where we're discussing coal miners. Now we're just <laughs> discussing uh, Hollywood pedophiles with their miners. <laughs> yeah. right. Now when I say miners, I'm talking Bill Clinton's wish list. Oh, hey yeah! oh, yeah! <laughs> That's right. 17 times on Lolita Express, folks. 17. Don't, worry, don't get the next island up and running, Bill. <laughs> We know those blue chew, even the blue chew doesn't work with Hillary. <laughs> Nothing can help when you're staring at that fucking gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the purity days. Yeah, that, that just took me for a loop there. Uh, too bad. They're all long gone. Uh, long gone also are the days of the two party system, folks. We may be entering the tri party. 
Oh yeah, Ooh, something I love this. we've been uh, kind of tinkering around with, uh, Mike. You've kind of said that you'd be very in the ring of voting for a serious third party candidate, right? Oh, absolutely. I'll it, probably throw some money behind it. May maybe even get a little cash into the action there. Well, and, and I, I kind of sounded like a big shot there. By throw a little money, I mean I might donate twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is. <laughs> You know, I think every dollar is going to go the distance when it comes to uh, Mr. RFK Jr. Uh, the dude's got a big speech planned coming up on October 9th where uh, allegedly he's going to uh, probably announce that he's going to run as a third-party candidate. This is exciting stuff. Here we go. Breaking political news. Well, stop right there, Frank. Could... Exciting for guys like me and you. Devastating. For people who want Joe Biden to win, I know. Well, that's why I'm excited. I love, yeah. I love when everyone clutches their pearls and their panties get all up in a bunch. Yes, uh, I'm talking about Lindsey Graham. I know, this, and this is devastating. Some of the the way like some of these people have been reporting it, it's like devastating. <laughs> Oh, is it really? I I I was hard pressed to find like good reports on it. I got this uh, weirdo one. It's just it's a quickie. Just gives us the lowdown on what's happening here. Breaking political news tonight that could really change the 2024 election. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. expected to run as an independent in 2024. The son of Bobby Kennedy will make the official announcement on October 9th in Pennsylvania. That, according to an exclusive from Mediaite, Kennedy released a video late today, not admitting it, but here's part of what he said. Hi, everybody. I'm going to be in Philadelphia on October 9th to make a major announcement at the very birthplace of our nation. I'm not going to tell you right now exactly what that announcement will be. I can say, though, that if you've been waiting to come to one of my public events... This will be the one to come to. So there it is uh, right there. It's going to make this very interesting. Latest polling shows Biden with a healthy lead, 56 to RFK Jr.'s 15 percent. But, you know, that's not really fair because they've suppressed this man so hard. He is wildly popular uh, as a populist Democrat candidate, even has endorsements in Hollywood from A-listers like Woody Harrelson and Pierce Brosnan. Wow. Hey, Last time we James had RFK Bond. on, he claimed the DNC had changed the rules to exclude his candidacy. The question is, what would this do to a race between Trump and Biden, though? That is the question. Uh, yeah, is he going to take more Democrats or Republicans? I think the Republican base is, uh, they have a multi-year erection for Donald Trump that... <laughs> uh, 30, 30, 40%. Um, RFK, um, I, this is kind of a Democrat, I think, taking Democrats. I mean, a lot of old school conservatives and Republicans, uh, will, will go to their grave never voting for a Kennedy. I'd vote for this guy. Yeah, well, you're not I'm you, you talking about the, the conservatives. Between, <laughs> you give me the choice between the three of them, and I'm voting RFK. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about, you know, old school, uh, yeah. hard R folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, independent man, why not? Uh, let's get the Yang Gang up in here. Where's Mr. Forward and the Forward Party? Come on, uh, a joke. Uh, a joke. So, what's this party gonna be then? Is he gonna come up with a name like Bull Moose? I'm a huge fan of the Bull <laughs> Moose Party. We need to resurrect Bull Moose again. No, I think he's in talks with the Libertarian Party. All right, I could see that. That's interesting. You know, I, I'm okay with the Libertarian Party, or you know. They they seem to just be a 
I don't know. Not serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they never put up a serious candidate. No, it's it's kind of a goofball uh, group, but I guess it's organized already, right? And so you can put the L there, um, and that might confuse some dumb liberals, right? They might see the L and think, <laughs> oh, liberal. Huh. Kennedy? Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, libertarian? Me too, dude. <laughs> um, he's a Rastafarian liberal, man. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> We're all about labels. So I think we can, if he does this, right, October 9th, makes the speech, starts this independent run, we can assume that now he's going to be assassinated, right? We're going to get another Kennedy assassination oh, in our oh, lifetime. Yeah, oh, that's right? Why, that's why they're not giving him secret service. Like, come on, man. This is, this is wacky stuff. What's really weird about all of this is the dude is being excluded from all the ballots across the country. That's why he's doing this. They won't let him run in the primary. It's terrible. The, they, <coughs> the Democrats ruined the democratic process. You know? Um, that's uh, it's always projection with these Nazis. And um, they definitely don't want anybody else entering the uh, forum there, especially RFK, who is, in their minds, a crackpot. I mean, he's, he's a nut job. He's against the vaccines, man. You know, I heard a crazy thing from uh, Tim Dillon on his show. All right. Of all people, he was talking about, like, they were talking about the media kind of running politics and everything, or, like, being an arm of the political, you know, the political wing. Oh, yeah. And they kind of have a good point that it kind of started, he was saying he thinks it started with um, Tina Fey playing Sarah Palin. That that was when they realized how powerful they could be in controlling the political sphere with the media. Yeah, man, and that almost became ultra-magnified when Trump won, and then they hired Alec Baldwin just Alec to Baldwin. play Trump. They were paying him like $10,000 an episode or whatever it was, remember? Yes, it was insane, dude. So it was stupid. And he'd be, <laughs> that, was, that was a crazy time when we really look back at it. But the way he was describing it, I think he might be right, because that really was... Like, they just destroyed Sarah Palin's chances of, of not only Sarah Palin, but McCain. They wrecked McCain, yeah. So, yeah, that was wild, <laughs> man. And it's crazy, too, because right before that, we had guys like Daryl Hammond up there playing the absolute funniest Bill Clinton I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, he, he was more Bill Clinton than Bill Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. His caricature of Bill Clinton as this, like, sleazeball, like, it, was, it was perfect, man. And SNL was hilarious back in those days because they were ripping on everybody. It didn't matter which side of the aisle on they were on because... But then why did Sarah Palin have such an impact? Or Tina Fey? Well, I don't know. I've never even thought about that moment. I, I'm kind of right now, for the first time, considering where the break was, where it wasn't about making fun of the politicians so much as it was making fun of the party and people who vote for the party. Right. And Sarah Palin, I guess... I mean, they definitely took a shift somewhere in the last 10 years to just straight up, we're Democrats, we're not going to make fun of the Democrats, we're only going to make fun of the Republicans. Sarah Palin, or the caricature of her, you know, by Tina Fey, maybe was the moment where SNL declared, we're Democrats and we're making fun of you Republicans. Yeah. Even those of you watching the show who are voters, we're... We think you're stupid. 
maybe that's why it was so effective because you should like in the old days they would have had Sarah Palin up there being really dumb or Tina Fey being really dumb. Then they would have also brought out somebody playing Barack Obama who is equally dumb. Yes. Yes. But this this turned <laughs> into Tina Fey is the dumbest person ever, and then Denzel Washington is playing uh, you know, yes, man. Barack Obama as like a super serious, you know. Well, and for yeah. me, when I turned off SNL, absolutely, is when Brad Pitt came out to play Tony Fauci. That's Fauci. That was game on. over for me, man. As like a serious role. Like, like come on, dude. Yeah, and it dude. wasn't even funny. There was nothing funny about it. You no. know, and, and by the way, SNL, you missed a golden opportunity to make fun of Tony Fauci. What a what a care like the dude's demeanor and his Brooklyn accent and, and this his diminutive he size. Yes, yeah, like, this was written there for you. He declared he was science. He was a cartoon character writing the jokes live for you <laughs> on CNN, and they just did nothing with it, man. It's crazy to think about how like you. I mean, we ran an entire podcast for a year making fun of Tony Fauci. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's what started the podcast. I, I know, man. It was, it was a joyous Grandpa, time. you have no idea <laughs> what you are talking about. <laughs> there was just, how did they miss that golden egg, man? So good. I, I know. <laughs> What's that? Oh, Martha said the plane's ready. Gotta go. <laughs> Grandpa, you're a liar. Ow. Like, you could have done jokes where he's doing a press conference, but he's got, like, the beach clothing on with the sunglasses and, like, the sunscreen on the nose, you know? <laughs> he's, he's doing the interview, and, like, everything looks normal, but then the green screen behind him falls. Right. The beach. Yes. <laughs> exactly, man. There's so much going on here. Or, you know, like, uh, the bad info's coming out, and they're like, doing an uh, interview with Fauci, but he looks like he's clearly on the move, and then it pans out, and he's, like, fleeing the country, you know? <laughs> There's, like, so much, but no. no we couldn't make fun of him, man. And and so that's a great he call. A the uh, Sarah Palin, I do think that might have been the moment where we were no longer making fun of the politicians. We were making fun of anyone associated with them, and you were not the making idiots. fun of both sides, you know? That was we're not making fun of both sides. sides. Yeah, man. And wow. it's really, dude, Bill Maher even, taught, he admits it now, he's, you could not make fun of Barack Obama because he was the first black president, so everybody, you know what I mean? Well, and alleg- had- according to Tucker Carlson, allegedly they were all told throughout the media, you cannot report on Barack Obama's homosexual activities. <laughs> yeah, that too. Which also led to nobody reporting on the fact that Big Mike, Michelle Obama, has a giant hog in her pants. Probably a man. Very manly. Well, you mentioned him. uh, Bill Maher, back on Friday, man. Two days. He was dying to get back on the air. I think he was filming all those club randoms in the backstage area of real time. That's how badly he was trying to get back on TV. I think it was just him and Rob Reiner locked in a room. Yelling at Rob Reiner to quit jerking off, and you know, he's freaking every time. Every time Trump got indicted, or they caught him with fraud, he's like, "Oh my God!" He's ripping his hair out. I gotta get on TV, Rob. Quit jerking off. We gotta get back on TV. <laughs> the episode at all 
Yeah, with the sanctimonious. The sanctimonious. <laughs> everybody, everybody calls him the sanctimonious now. It's I don't know so what it is funny. with Trump. The guy is a master at the nickname, <laughs> dude. I just <laughs> like even even our mom. I forgot what we were talking about, but she even did the voice and everything. It's like so the san- funny. The, dude. The, everybody does the face, the voice, <laughs> the, the sanctimonious. And everybody, uh, everybody does the hand gesture that Trump does. <laughs> Everybody does their own Trump, but they always go the sanctimonious. <laughs> they throw that, they flick that wrist out there. Move. The guy is just, um, again, he's a media genius, and I don't know why I just love the nickname De Sanctimonious. It fits, <laughs> it's perfect. Just like Pocahontas, po- the dude ended Elizabeth Warren's political career uh, by who? calling her Pocahontas. Dude. Elizabeth who? I mean, Jesus Christ. It's so crazy. That was just a dagger she, through the heart, she man. Was the, she was like the, the, the female hero of the party. Trump <laughs> called her Pocahontas. That was it. She had, a, she had an actual shot of being president one day until Trump <laughs> called her Pocahontas. <laughs> It's just this guy is he's incredible, man. He just slays these these people with so these funny. nicknames. I mean, the distinctive motive, he gave the guy the nickname. He just said it one day, and then the media literally spent four days talking about the nickname and how bad of a nickname it was. He spent four days talking about it. Well, he's it. he's doing Crooked Joe now, and everybody ripped on him for you know, and he even did interviews. He did full on interviews explaining the transition from Crooked Hillary to Crooked Joe. Those are the funniest. Ones, he dude. has he has like no, a whole Hil- Hillary lost Crooked. What once she lost the race, she lost Crooked. Now she's just Grandma. <laughs> Which I respect. I kind of respect no, the guy. That's how it used to be. That's how it should be. <laughs> Just like when he lost, you don't go after him with the full power of the DOJ. <laughs> Unless you're a banana republic, like the one we're living in right now. Man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Banana's a little too masculine for what we're in right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we It'd are. more like the uh, papaya. Well, we're in a tucked hammock. That's what we're in. <laughs> the hammock. The banana is tucked within the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> Banana Republic. That's right, man. Oh yeah. So I only saw the DeSantis interview. Who I didn't see the panel. Did he have um, you know, uh, any of the classics, or was it just um, you know, a couple liberal ladies? Yeah. Honestly, usually Bill Maher show kind of boring. And then when they got to the, you know, now that you know what's written by the writers and what's not, it's like, dude, you could have definitely dropped all that. Wasn't funny. Yeah, and I bet you he's probably thinking that too. He could, you know, shave off some paychecks he's cutting each week and oh, sure, yeah. just kind of roll the show the way it is bare bones. Paychecks that just got a little fatter. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so I did clip a little DeSanctimonious from Bill Maher's uh, show. I, uh, I liked their conversation. DeSantis kind of stiff. He was wearing these cowboy boots. Really looked weird. I'm not sure if, yeah, I'm not sure what's with the cowboy boots. I don't but, know what he's uh, doing here. Uh, like, it, you're a lawyer, bro. You don't wear cowboy boots. Like, get out of yeah. here. Yeah, be a lawyer. Be a lawyer. Um, and, uh, but he seemed kind of weird and stiff, and uh, the dude's just, um, he's young, right? He's 45. Yeah, something so, like that. So, you know, he probably, uh, you know, he's got some, you know, dust to get off, uh, you know, to shake off, and then eventually I think maybe, uh, He'll he'll be uh, a seasoned dude running for president eventually and doing what he loves best, which is torturing Iraqis in Guantanamo. <laughs> oh, can you blame him? 
Uh, either way, he was on Bill Maher, and uh, I really liked how uh, he kept kind of circling back to COVID. I don't know if you noticed this. He kept bringing up stuff about COVID restrictions, COVID lockdowns. Almost every topic, he kept circling it back around to that stuff, which I think is his strongest point. It's all he's got, yeah. But it's a huge got in my book. Like, we, we were f- so close to just total lockdown as a country. Imagine if, imagine if in 2020 and 2021, we didn't have a Florida. No, no. I, well, Nobody was traveling anywhere, man. We had no, yeah, but, nothing. We would have had nothing. Yeah, but you're not going to win on that in 2024. Nobody cares. Nobody remembers. Well, you Nobody know cares. what? I think we were onto something. When we played the clip of Alex Jones back in August saying that they were going to do all the COVID stuff again, they were going to bring it back and try and push it. And they kind of teased it a little. We played several clips where they were, you know, handing out free tests again and trying to get everybody to get grandma boosted and all this stuff and eat the Paxlovid and then nothing, right? And we were kind of hinting at, you know, if you guys bring back COVID, you give an easy path to desanctimonious to just crush everybody. Yeah, I think they're going to bring it back after the primary. After the primary, I think you're right. That's a great yeah. call. You got to do mail in votes uh, somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, but you either, either don't need way, them for the primary, though. Uh, I liked this little segment where they discuss the COVID uh, element to the, you know, the hype behind DeSantis, or for those of us like me who, who like a guy like him, uh, just at least being out there and getting the messaging to the people that uh, there is a small group of us who are never going to forget what you idiots did to us. You keep wanting to get back to that, and I don't blame you, because you're right. We're on the same page there. And I think it's, it's unfair what they did to you, because you did handle it better. You did handle it better. You were right. You were like, let's target the people, protect the people. Hey, Mike, that's your, <laughs> you nailed it with Bill Maher impression, man. <laughs> yeah, it's all he loves saying it. He loves the people, dude. It's all it's all you about the people. Right. The people. I'm all like, about Let's the people. target the people, protect <laughs> the people who are most vulnerable, and everybody else can go on with their lives a little better. You open schools. Sooner, he thinks he's one of the and people. a lot of this Yeah, right. Do you remember during COVID when he was doing his show from his backyard? His backyard is bigger than my entire house. Uh, the backyard that overlooks the beaches of Malibu. And what I mean by backyard, I'm not talking about his entire yard. I'm talking about just the part where he was filming his little videos. Yeah. Like his patio. His patio is bigger than my house, man. No, it's incredible. The guy lives in the, I don't even know where he lives, but I'm assuming it's somewhere we can't Beverly Hills, I can only assume, dude. Yeah, yeah. somewhere, yeah. I don't know. If, I feel like nothing is nice in California. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a gated community and a place where uh, we're not allowed to be near. And he talks like he is the people. It's for the people. Yeah, I don't think he's very much part of the people. And you could tell based on the uh, interview he did with Joe Rogan, the hour and 19-minute <laughs> interview, shortest in the history of Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> no, Joe, I'm going to tell you how I feel, and then i got to split before you ask me any serious questions. <laughs> That's right, dude. I'm not going to stick around to get real here, even though I, <laughs> even though I do a show called Real Time. Yeah, but... My real time is one hour, and then I gotta go. That's all I can cover. You only get scripted time with Bill Maher. That's all you get, man. Uh, all right, so he's the sanctimonious. I, I again, I, I'm. I just like this because uh, I want people out there who um, maybe weren't so um, against the COVID measures, um, you know, to just hear how how we on the other side were uh, experiencing those times. 
a little better, you open schools sooner. And a lot of the stuff that's come in, the information we have after now, we've had a few years to look at it, you were more right. And they won't give you credit for that. Well, it's the not New York about Time credit for me, though. It's not about credit for me. It's, well, about, okay, it's but, about them admitting that they right, were wrong. Because right. they are setting us up. If this right. happened again, they would repeat the same playbook all over again. But, and if we don't have accountability, that's what's going to happen. So I'll bring accountability so it never happens right, in our country I, I again. Mean, I saw the New York Times did such a despicable hit piece on you that I saw because I forget what the lead headline was, but it was basically Ron DeSantis fucked up the, the, the pandemic. And then, like, at the very end, it says Florida's death rate overall was better than the national average. Now, if you're going to do a, an article... <laughs> if you're going to do an article about Florida and the pandemic, shouldn't that be the lead? Yeah. Shouldn't that be the... I mean, talk about the oldest population. population. Yes, oldest population. How did the old population do in the nursing homes in New York? Let's ask uh, Cuomo. Cuomo? Where's Cuomo? I can't find him. That's right. He's him. long gone. He's on... He's on an island with Fauci. With Fauci, dude. Yeah, they're getting their tan on, man. <laughs> Sipping Mai Tais, dude. Having a good time. <laughs> Arguing over how to pronounce Martha. <laughs> oh, you're, uh, your wife is Martha, too, I see. All right. Yeah. No, it's Martha. It's Martha. <laughs> I've been saying it for 70 years. No, it's it, Martha. He's New York, so it's uh, Martha. Martha? <laughs> Right? Like Mario? Hey, Martha, get over here. Come on, Martha. It's Martha. <laughs> Martha. I don't know. I feel like I'm saying it the same as you. It sounds the same in my head. It's just an island of nothing but goons and Marthas. <laughs> Come on, we're going to go see that new uh, Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, Nona bought an awesome clock. It's so funny. She put it in the garage. <laughs> nice. It's uh, Super, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, the Mario Brothers. Right on. Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. You remember that clip we played of Jimmy <laughs> Fallon saying he, yes. said, he said Mario, but then Mario Brothers? Yeah. It was the weirdest, like, mental disconnect. I can't. Like, oh, you're playing Mario in the new Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> right? Mario, Mario? I don't know what's going on with these people. In New York, there's something in the water or in the air. Uh, remember, I we had think the they just cast. read whatever's on the teleprompter. <laughs> Is the A spelled? Like, how do you do the A for Mario? It's got the little thing up top. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. <laughs> A little right. squiggly line? No. The two dots? Uh, I'm too dumb to know which one would be the proper one. Right. I'm sure it's. One of them would make it phonetically. Mario? Mario. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's finish this to Sanctimonious. The pandemic, shouldn't that be the lead? Yeah. Shouldn't that be the, I mean, talk about shouldn't it be that the we're the number one state for in-migration? I mean, if we did yeah. so bad, people would have been leaving Florida. People are coming. Wealth's moving into the state. Our economy's done better than any other large state. And education, we're now ranked, I think, in the... Uh, top five on most metrics in education. Now, that wasn't true when I was but a see, kid growing up in Florida. So we, we did it right. But what we did is we understood you can't stop society because of one respiratory virus. That's not even the way to help well, health you, overall. Well, you could if it was bad enough, but not that one. Bill Maher can't give it up, man. Like, are you kidding I me? Know. Are you against... Uh, was... uh, dude, are you against COVID lockdowns or not, Bill Maher? Yeah, no, I'm against all, I don't care how bad a respiratory virus, I'm against all lockdowns. All lockdowns. I'm anti-lockdown. Forever, for all down, things. Bro. 
Don't because me. of one respiratory virus. That's not even the way to help well, health you, you overall. Well, you could if it was bad enough, but not that one. Right. It, it, well, they, they were wrong on the death rate. They were wrong on right. closures. They were wrong on everything. Okay. And, and that's why that, you well, can't say if it's bad enough. Because they're just going to lie to you and tell you it's bad enough like they did with COVID. Exactly. You have right? to draw that's your line. You to, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's zero tolerance. Zero. Yes, it's do not comply. Zero tolerance. Absolutely, no. man. We... The, the idea of there's oh some capacity where we could lock no no there is no lockdown we aren't China exactly yeah you're not locking me down you're not locking you're not gonna lock down America I I mean I just personally don't see it happening again for another disease I I, I believe uh, it happens it'll happen here easily you really think so I, I f- uh, they'll do it here if it's too hot it's they're so stupid in the democratic cities they they're really such, pu- no. such fucking <laughs> pussies. It is nothing but just beta male pussies walking around Chicago, Dude, waiting for somebody to lock them down. And they're like, Please <laughs> lock me down in my home. Oh, they want it. They love it when Big Daddy steps in and just you know locks them down and keeps them in the house, man. Uh, I then they have, yeah, then they have an excuse to sit there and order Uber Eats and never leave. That's right, man, and work from home. Oh, was there anything better yeah, than remote working? Uh, go fuck yourself, dude. I sense in what you just said there, though, that you are getting on board the the next lockdown will be climate lockdown train. Uh, I don't know. They're going to do something. They're already doing school shutdowns for the heat. Right. Yeah. The heat uh, is a good one. I believe they, you know, they get a lot of opportunity with the excess snow. That's why, you know. Bring on your uh, cloud machines and your chemtrail planes, and you create these super storms, and you lock people down. That's a little extreme, but yeah, okay. Well, I always go with the chemtrail angle. Uh, <laughs> it's the only <laughs> way. I, it's the only way I believe that these super storms are created. It's that and the yeah. heart machine that they have up in Alaska. Uh, either way, I never believe the uh, the crazy storms anymore. I'm. On board, the none of it is actually natural. These are all man-made created uh, disasters in order to push an agenda. I'm there now. Hmm. I can't. Every big storm, huh? Everything. I don't trust any weather anymore, ever. It's sunny out, and there's, like, total blue sky, and I'm like, what did they do today? What is this? <laughs> did they vacuum up all the clouds? The sun feels hotter today. I love how we had, like, one Category 2 hurricane, I guess, two or three right. in Florida. Yeah. And that was news for, like, three months. Nobody's talking about the fact that it's a pretty mild hurricane season so far. I don't know. Mild indeed, man. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We had one. It was, it's so mild that you guys have to talk about, like, storms coming. Oh, we had a scorching hot September here in Colorado, uh, and we hit the... We broke a record, I believe, Saturday, 91 degrees with the heat. Mm. Oh, yeah, the heat index. And not that, not that goofball feel index that they like to throw at you, <laughs> right? Oh, this was real temp? It was the actual temperature. It, um, okay, because you know, okay. I don't know why when we change. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man, no, it wasn't the feels-like temperature gauge. It was the actual the- temperature. <laughs> You know, gauging the Now heat. we live in a world where I'm standing outside and people are looking at me and they're like, it's 118 degrees. And I'm like, I would, <laughs> I would be dead right now. It's not 118 degrees. They said it feels like 118. Okay, they're lying. It's about 93. <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. It's the feel index. I love it, man. I, I, you know, 
Well, it's it's about eighty eight degrees, but it feels one hundred and twelve. I know they just so much more. It used to be like a four degree difference, you know. Well, I don't know when they brought on the field degree index. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, they ne- never in my life do I remember them doing the map of feels like. That's weather. what I'm saying. You know what I mean? They're like, you guys are just lying now. You have all, you, like across the Chicago map, it was 115 <laughs> to 120. And then in parentheses above the like, or below the Chicago map, it's, it said feels like 10. And I'm like, what? Come on, guys. No, it's because it's just, it's not hot enough to meet their agenda where it's so hot we're dying, you know? So we got to turn in our cars and turn off our stoves, you know? Like, <laughs> that's not working. So they got to, they have to create a fake temperature. <laughs> like, you wake up, turn on the TV, you walk into the bathroom, scratch your balls, you just see this map out of the corner of your eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> we're melting chicago's melting well they also have like they dropped the old colors where like cool was like blue and it goes to like green you know generally and then it goes like orange <laughs> and red now it's just like red ultraviolet you know scorching now, hot white now they have the 4k map ours is just lava flowing through the <laughs> chicago map just lava they just so have hot. flames on the screen everything's on fire <laughs> So crazy, but yeah, it does. It's their agenda's not being reached, right? It doesn't. The reality of the world isn't this, you know, <clears throat> reality they're trying to paint. So they have to do the feels like, so they could tell you. So you stay inside, just stay inside, and we're gonna tell you what it feels like out there. Yeah. <laughs> don't pay attention to that, you know, that <laughs> thermometer or anything that's telling you what the temperature is. No, no, we're gonna tell you how it feels. All right. <laughs> that thermometer. What is that? Just some mercury in a glass tube. <laughs> We're measuring this shit from a satellite, okay? <laughs> and then we're doing this arbitrary formula with the number. Don't you see we have a device on our scorching hot asphalt at the airport? All right? <laughs> it's getting you your feels degrees. We put it on our black roof. <laughs> well, uh, we're, the problem here is we're just always trusting the experts, right? That we're, you know, we blindly... Trust the experts and the science, right? We're all about that science. And you and I, Mike, had our finger on the pulse about a year ago, noticing a new trend in the science and a new fun uh, prescription drug that all the elites were taking to lose weight. That's right. We're back to talking Ozempic, baby. I know I said about a month ago I wasn't doing any more Ozempic. I lied. Ah! (laughs) Oh, who didn't see this coming? We're doing Ozempic, people, because we predicted it. It's come true. We now have a brand new warning label. For millions of Americans, the rise of weight loss and diabetes drugs, including Ozempic, feels like something of a miracle. I I couldn't be happier. Over the past three years, their use has gone up 300%, according to a new report from analytics firm Trillion Health. And with the blockbuster success of these drugs comes new warnings they may not be suitable for everyone. The Food and Drug Administration recently updating its Ozempic warning label to acknowledge reports of ileus, or failure of the intestines, to move normally. What? Wow! I've never heard, dude. Just that name scares the shit out of me, man. Ilias, that is a frightening Greek goddess of pain. I I literally have a stomach cramp right now just hearing this in report, dude. Dude, oh man, dude. Just, just like think about the trajectory of the stories from Ozempic. It's. First time I heard about it, the most miracle weight loss drug that's ever been out. You know what I mean? 
Okay, uh, there's a couple side effects. A couple people had a couple side effects. <laughs> <laughs> then you get now Amy we're at Schumer. Your intestines. Remember moving the food? We had the Amy Schumer clip where she's like, "Yeah, I took it, and then I was like zombified and couldn't move." Oh, I forgot about the zombie. Yeah. These people are like, <laughs> they're comatose and like drooling, and then they can't eat for days or like have any bowel. Is this movements. really easier than working out? <laughs> <laughs> right, like, you, didn't, you did all this because you didn't want to go on a treadmill? We literally talked about this, so when we first started discussing the Ozempic trend... Which is, there is nothing good about your insides just melting away and <laughs> being disposed <laughs> of. Like, when you melt inside, bad things happen. That's just Very the bad. reality, dude. And yes, there's. they say some things in this clip, man, that I didn't, I didn't actually realize the speed at which people were losing weight from this stuff. ...of ileus, or failure of the intestines, to move normally. Drug maker Novo Nordisk, which manufactures Ozempic and Wagovi, said it stands behind the safety and efficacy of Ozempic in a statement to NBC, adding the company is working closely with the FDA to continuously monitor the safety profile of its medications. More common side effects include nausea and stomach issues, as Sharon Osborne recently shared with um, Piers Morgan on Morgan on Uncensored. You feel nauseous. You don't throw up physically, but you've got that feeling. And it, I was about two, three weeks where I felt nauseous the whole time. Mm. Uh, you get very thirsty and you don't want to eat. Osborne says yeah, she lost like more weight. Dying. I know this sounds like death. Actual death, yourself. man. Yes. I, that's why I look. They uh, just in the last year, right, released in Canada, you know, state-sanctioned pills for suicide. Man, was it Ozempic? <laughs> Wagovi, actually, Wagovi. Oh, you combined them together. <laughs> that's right, man. You just dissolve away. You do the super shot. You get the mRNA vaccine in one arm, and you take the uh, Wagovi in the other, and then uh, uh... pass on to the other side. So <laughs> this is this. This is wild how wow. fast people are losing weight. Than she expected. I lost 42 pounds now, and it's just enough. Oprah Winfrey also recently weighing in on the drugs. Winfrey, who is an investor and board member in Weight Watchers, says she doesn't believe... Oprah Winfrey invested in this stuff, man? No, no, Weight Watchers. Oh, Weight Watchers. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Which is gone. Right? Weight Watchers is gone, isn't it? Oh, who needs Weight Watchers when you got something? That's right, dude. Medications are for her. Shouldn't we all just be more accepting of whatever body you choose to be in? When I first started hearing about the weight loss drugs, I felt, I've got to do this on my own. I've got to do this on my own, because if I take the drug, that's the easy way out. Inspired by dramatic before and after pic- I can't believe I'm saying this. I totally agree with Oprah. I, I know, right? I thought she I thought she was gonna go the other way with that. Same. Wow. I congrats. I Thank agree you, with Oprah, man. Yes. Everybody out there, media. listen Don't. to Oprah. <laughs> a woman who has publicly struggled with her weight throughout the years and uh I guess did it maybe the right way, maybe. She could be a total liar and probably was on the Wagovi, like she's maybe one of the first people to do it like ten years ago. 
She definitely took it. Absolutely, she took it. Look at her. It's crazy. And by the way, if you get a look at Sharon Osborne uh, from the Osbournes, they uh, she looks like a skeleton man. <laughs> no. It's frightening. She has shrunk down like to nothing from this drug, man. It's crazy. Doctors say many people have unrealistic expectations of how fast they should be losing weight, which can oh, make Oh, dude, she un- got that Ozempic face. Yes, it's the Ozempic wow. face, man. They all get it. It's really weird. You're not supposed to lose weight like this, people. I'm telling you, this oh is a bad drug. God. I, I think there's something with this drug in as far as, like, eugenics and shortening people's lifespans. I really do. There's something horribly wrong with this thing. Oh, that fucks up your face. They say it's because you, like, you lose the fat in your face, which you're, nobody ever does, naturally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you look diseased, man. It's really wild stuff. Yeah. It's not good, man. You're, you're like, decaying from the inside. You're melting. <clears throat> That's what's happening. Uh side effects worse. I see too many people who want to start at higher doses. It is best to start slow and low. Doctors say healthy weight loss should come from a combination of nutrition and exercise, and in most cases, should be around a pound or two a week, not five to ten pounds a week, like you sometimes see on social media, guys. Five to ten pounds a week, dude. Literal inside melting going on there, dude. Come on. Insane. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of freaking weight. That's how people like die from debilitating diseases like rapidly within like a couple months. For sure. You know what it does too? Something's going on. I guarantee you it's making you, it's got to be weakening your like your immune system. It's making you susceptible. Yes, absolutely, dude. To just like weird shit. Yeah. You're fucking. I never heard that your intestines just stop moving food. <laughs> That's so weird, man. All the side effects from this, I I cannot imagine why I anybody would be even tempted to take it. I, it, they are clearly being blinded by whatever doctor they're seeing uh, waving this Wagovi or Ozempic pen in their face saying like, Oh, you could look like, uh, you know, Barbie. Who is that? Meg Margot Robbie. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. You could look like her in two months. Right. Yeah. No, Margot Robbie. Yeah. No, she's taking care of her body her whole life. Worked out. I mean, anybody, uh, is, man, this is, that's this so is apparently really popular stuff with the Hollywood elites, man. I mean, again, we did the, we covered the Amy Schumer episode, and now uh, the Sharon Osbourne. Uh, it clearly has been this weirdo insider secret in the uh, industry for a long time, but now it's out to the public, right? So the, if the public's doing it, these elites, they must be onto something new that we don't know about. No, I think it's different nowadays. I think everything just happens so fast. And this is like... Pharmaceutical companies want this out quick. Good know? call, right? This so is more like this isn't like uh, one of those brand, like this isn't like Hermes where you 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 make <laughs> your money off of being exclusive, you right? Know, this is, you want every doctor prescribing it to everybody. So yeah, great call, and it's more uh, accessible than like adrenochrome, which the true elites do to stay young and fit. Right, we don't have to kill anybody except for the patient. <laughs> exactly. <dude. laughs> With those <Ozempic. laughs> 
Yeah, man. I, I love covering the Ozempic uh, anytime it hits the news, only because we were shocked and appalled that this was so popular a year ago, and we called it from day one, and I need to just continue calling it out as we uh, go down this pathway. <clears throat> How close are we to, they're like, we got to pull Ozempic, people are just dying from this straight up. Do we joke about it every time this story comes up? We're like a few years away from the. Did you take Ozempic? <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> you could be a part of the class one lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Call Peter Francis Dracy. <laughs> I'm serious. Like it's coming. This is, this is insane. <laughs> you could be a zombie, or your stomach, your intestines stop moving. The zombification is what got me with it, where, you know, people, like, can't move, like, they're catatonic, you know, and, like, can't move their muscles. for three weeks, but it's fine, you could stop after that, because you lost 45 pounds. I know! Oh, it's so scary, man. Like, uh, just try intermittent fasting once in a while, guys. Come on, there's a lot of like, things you could do. You know, lay off uh, the bagel and cream cheese once in a while in the morning. And I know I harp on it, but it's just like winning the lottery. It's not as good as earning it, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. You gotta earn it. You're gonna, you're gonna be better off for it. Man, she looks terrible, dude. Yeah, it looks you, like a drug saw, addict. It's, it looks yes, like she just became a heroin addict. Actually, looks like heroin addict. Yeah, like that's that's uh, the look. <clears throat> just the the skin, like falling off the still bones of the face, to do, like, man. The Botox lips, so it's like, just, <laughs> whoa. A skeleton with Botox lips, dude. Well, these uh, Hollywood elites—they're—they're they're turning into um, the creatures from Escape from LA. You know when they had there's a scene in Escape from LA where like the plastic surgeon is in charge of this whole community and all these <laughs> freakish-looking people have all these weird faces. That's a deep go dive. Yeah, go check it out. That's a deep, yeah. deep cut. Escape from it's LA deep. was as funny. It was, like, contractual that John Carpenter had to make the movie or something, and so... Oh, um, yeah. He made it pace for pace, scene for scene, an exact replica of the first movie. <laughs> yeah, just in uh, New just York. In, yeah, he, he went to L.A. instead. All right, L.A. It's <laughs> great stuff. Well, I, dude, we might have to escape this planet, huh? What's the uh, scoop you got here on the comet? Oh, I... <laughs> This one is funny. I gotta scroll down here. It's from a couple episodes ago, actually. That's really funny. Uh, you, I, I didn't think you were interested in it, actually. Uh, uh, I'm always interested in this. It shows how stupid we've become. I thought this was a cool one. Uh, right now, I'm. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, we <laughs> we landed a a ship on a comet like a year ago, I think, yeah. or eight months ago, right? And uh, we scooped a bunch of stuff, you know, materials, and we took some samples. And, um, well, this device made it back to Earth, man. I think that's pretty cool. Here we go. NASA is celebrating the successful end to a seven-year mission to the asteroid Bennu. Earlier today, a small capsule re-entered the... God, we're capable of such incredible stuff, people. A seven-year mission. We put all these minds together to accomplish a seven-year mission, folks. Well, do you know why it was successful? It never once brought out Kamala Harris. (laughs) That's right. She never (laughs) signed on anything. Stay far away from that one. (laughs) (laughs) Go! 
Earth's atmosphere and parachuted safely to rest in the Utah desert. Inside, a sample from the asteroid believed to be more than 4 billion years old. Scientists hope it will shed light on the origins of the solar system. Here's ABC's Ike Jachi. Touchdown. Tonight, touchdown. OSIRIS-REx making landfall at a testing ground in Salt Lake City. The first time experts say the U.S. has brought an asteroid sample back from space. And it could hold the answers to life's most existential questions. You even no. landed it back on Earth where you wanted it? But this answers the greatest yeah. question of all time. Can we send Bruce Willis to a comet to drill, <laughs> plant a nuke bomb? And then successfully fly off said comet? The answer is yes, man. We For can do it. 28 years of drilling, he never missed his mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this has been a question, I think, boggling the minds of millions of people in this world can since they drill it. Can we actually land a crew on, on a comet? You know, yes, I think we can. I think this is awesome. This has never happened before, and we may be able Because, folks, I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> to unlock some really, really important clues to where we came from. The microwave-sized capsule landing safely this morning after the seven-year, 4.4-billion-mile mission. Inside, around nine ounces of rubble from Bennu, an asteroid as old as the solar system itself, collected using a long-stick vacuum. We're trying to learn what planets are made of. Wow. Where did the the water and the organic molecules on the Earth and other planets come from? And here's here's some samples of that that are going to come back to the Earth to be studied in laboratories all over the world for decades. Which is critical because NASA scientists predict Bennu, about the size of the Empire State Building, has a rare 1 in 2700 chance of striking Earth in the year 2182. Whoa, that, that's kind of close, and this thing is huge, man. Yeah. Question? Question? Why are we worried about the climate? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can we drop the deal with the gas stoves, folks, and worry yeah. about this behemoth that's going to rock this planet in like a hundred years? There's a climate coming in less than a hundred. It took us seven just to get a sample. <laughs> How long We're will fucked. it take us to get Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis up on this thing, man? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis is already a vegetable. Yeah, well, we might as well just send him on his last mission then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, you're going to pull the trigger. That's what he would have wanted. Well, if we need someone to pull the trigger on the comet, we should send Alec Baldwin. Just... Hey, oh, yeah! <laughs> As a matter of fact, you send all the Baldwins. We don't need them. <laughs> oh, man. We have a team of Baldwins to save the planet. This is incredible. I like this. Great, great show idea. But man, that is crazy to go to a comet, land on it, and come back. Yeah. Honestly, insane, insane. We're capable of some incredible feats, and we uh, just quarrel over the dumbest stuff. We're so yeah. divided over nonsense, man. Imagine if we stopped fighting once in a while and got ourselves together and put together more projects that were long term. Maybe we'd stick together and and you know work together a little bit more. Yeah, but have you seen the other guy? I know. <laughs> I still can't get over Fetterman's dress code. I'm obsessed. 
Get this guy some pants, man. Get rid of the freaking hoodie. We'll never become. We'll never come together because I can't get over Fetterman's hoodie in the Senate floor. That's yeah. that's. Thank, thank God that's over. Now he's got to wear a big boy suit. Does he have to? Because they they voted yeah. on it, right? So does that yeah. mean anything? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now he's wearing a big boy suit. Like I haven't. Real adult. I haven't seen any pictures because uh, I did read that there are stipulations where uh, if you aren't up to par with the dress code, there's a section where you can stand and do your vote that's just outside the chamber. That's what he was doing. That's why they passed the rule. <laughs> he was doing that, and then Chuck Schumer tried to let him in and be like, okay, you can just, come on, this is ridiculous, come in. What a scumbag, man. Like, what an honor. You're one of a very premier group of 100 people. You you can't slap on a suit for an hour to go, like, be a part of this tradition. That's like like you get called up to the major leagues from the minor leagues. You get there, and you're just like, oh, blue's not my color. (laughs) I'm only playing on away games. (laughs) In the pinstripes. That's right. Go fuck yourself, dude. You know how many people (laughs) wish they could be here? Yes. Well, how about the guy you beat for the job, man? He would have worn a suit every day, no problem, because even though, you know, he was an actor, he probably would have at least respected the job a little bit more. Would have looked a lot better than you. Could have at least acted like a senator. (laughs) I know, man. Seriously. Fetterman looks like he should be walking into the arena for a WWE event, man. Like, this guy's... (laughs) And for the Special Olympics. Yes, for the retards, of course. Yeah, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to put down the actual, uh, you know, professionals, you know, doing the, <laughs> those great feats. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a special one, man. Yeah, John Fetterman. Yeah, man, you set him up at the Special Olympics. He looks, uh, or he looks actually like a coach for the Special Olympics, right? He's got the hoodie. Oh, Just get the guy oh, a you whistle. Put a whistle on him. <laughs> that is every high school coach out there. Put the whistle with the red band around his neck, man. He'll fit right in. He'll look, look just like he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> Say a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense. Right, he's motivated him. He's motivating. He said it with passion. Sweating and drooling and mumbling. This is a typical coach, oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, get this guy on a football field. What are you doing in the Senate? Jesus Christ. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure the Bears are looking for somebody right about now. They do need a new coach and someone with his credentials, and that being his brain-dead status, I feel like he'd fit right in with the other concussion-laden idiots, dude. Like, that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs>